0: Hey, thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Dylan Krause. This is what I saw. I was praying for someone, and I saw God doing, like, something supernatural, which is not only just, like, you're getting prayer for a specific thing, like, my leg hurts, I'm getting prayer for that, but I actually saw this picture of, like, some of you guys will know, if Ben Seaman was here, he'd be all over this, but... Um, like there's a turbo booster gauge, or if you've ever seen a Fast and Furious movie, you know what I'm talking about. And there's like certain amount of pounds of boost that go into the car from the turbo that make it go faster, okay? And that's kind of how how faith acts in your life, that when you have faith, your turbo increases, that you actually have power for things that you didn't have power for, for before, and your life can increase and accelerate, and you can have more power. If you want more power, raise your hand. If you want more power, you need more faith. So if you want more faith, raise your hand. So if you want more faith, you need to experience more of God. If you want to experience more of God, raise your hand. That's really good. Guys, this is exactly what what this whole thing, Airborne, is about. We are all about experiencing God in a way that will increase your faith to give you power for your life. Is that good? That's good because you are going through this thing all by yourself. No, no, you are not. You're going through this thing with a Father who loves you. You're going through this thing, life I'm talking about, with a Savior who gave His whole life for you. The things that you're battling against, the things that each one of you that raised your hand for prayer raised your hand for, He is willing and able and, and is mighty on your behalf to reveal Himself in a way to give you the faith to have breakthrough for that specific thing. Okay, so, God, I just declare that you're turbocharging lives. Hold up! Your, hold out your hands if you were raising your hand for any of those three things we just talked about. That was pretty much every you. That's good. Say, God, turbocharge my faith. That's good. Turbocharge my faith. That's really, really, really good. So, um, some of you guys raised your hands. Because you're going through a struggle. It might not just be like an actual sickness or a pain like that could be some of you, but some of you are going through a struggle. And um, when we were in prayer before service started down here for worship and game and ice-melting mania happened and all that stuff, I saw one of those pictures of like the old-school games you can buy at Target now where there's like the red guy and the blue guy, and you press the two little buttons and somebody's head pops up. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? I love that too. It's so legit. I. Rock'em, so- Rock'em Sock'em Robots, exactly. Did you guys, any of you guys go downtown Harrisburg and see all the dinosaur art? Yeah. Yes. There is a full ring of those, those kind of robots, but they're dinosaurs and they're red and blue. That's my favorite one. Anyway, so I saw this picture of the Rock'em Sock'em Robots. And the opponent across from me in the picture, I don't remember if it was the red one or blue one. But the head was popped up. And we got to that second song, and it came back to me when he said, the battle has been won. So I just want to declare over you that any of you who raised your hand because you're going through a struggle, I just declare that the battle has been won. The head on that other opposing, rock'em, sock'em, whoever has been totally dismantled, has been popped in the jaw by the Holy Spirit and the power of God. So I'm just declaring that in Jesus' name. Okay, and then earlier in the day, we do prayer around here a lot, okay? Why do we do prayer around here a lot? Because we need faith, because we want to be powerful people who can represent Jesus, and we represent Jesus with power because he's powerful, right? Does that make sense? So if you want to move in a way that you're representing Jesus you better have some power or else they're going to be like, well, that doesn't really sound like the Jesus that I heard about. There was people in the Bible that, that talked about who, who else has ever had so much authority over demons and sickness as this man. And that was how the people who didn't know nothing about nothing, the regular old ditch digger, the guy who was laying cement out on your sidewalk, knew that he was the son of God. He was the Messiah. He was the one that they would follow because he had the authority. Okay? You guys are called to walk in a way that you are carrying that same spirit within you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in me and you. Y'all. Uns. Uns. That's Deutsch for any of you guys who are taking German at school. Represent. We'll hang out later. I like German a lot. I just am not super good at it. Cool? He's in oons. All right? So I saw this other picture. Um, anyway, I got super excited about the turbocharged faith. We pray a lot because we want to experience God a lot because if we experience God a lot, then we can have a lot of faith for our life, and then we can have power. Man, that's the truth. Hallelujah. That's so awesome. I'm. Can you tell her, can we Snapchat her really fast back? Hit me up. All right, tell me when you're tell me when you're rolling. I feel so embarrassed. Are you on, yeah. Evie? Okay. There's a light. There we have seventeen thousand lights. <laughs> I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> Hurry up. Yo, I have a seven day streak, by the way. Is it on? I said, get on my level. That's, that's how I roll. Uh-uh. No, I got this. I'm on seven now. Okay, I apologize for miss saying your name, Evie. That is what I want to say. But thank you so much. All right, Anyway. I almost have, I'm almost down to five minutes. This is perfect. Oh, gosh. Distraction station central. Okay. So we were praying earlier again. Um, staff prays every day at 12 on Wednesday. So we're praying together, and I get this picture of a ninja. And I'm like, man, that's cool. Jesus is going to, I know, me too. Who doesn't love ninjas? So I'm praying, and I'm like, man, God, you're so awesome. You're a ninja. And he was like, No. I was like, "Dang it! What does that picture mean?" Then I'm just totally distracted by ninjas, even though they're so awesome. I really want to be focused on the Lord right now. And so later, I saw the ninja mask come off of Jesus, and I was like, "Wow, that is so awesome!" And you ever um, and so what that connected to for me was that third song. I was getting blasted, but it says, "Wherever you go, wherever I go, you find me," right. And have you ever seen a ninja movie where it's, like, there's this mysterious ninja the entire movie, and at the last part, he gets, like, revealed, and you didn't know, you did not see that coming, right? You're like, that person was the ninja? It's, like, the most unexpected, like, I don't know, what would I, like, I'm trying to say, like, uncoordinated, like, person or something like that. Some really nerdy guy ends up being the super awesome ninja that does all these cool things. You know what I'm saying? And so, not that Jesus is nerdy, but the picture that he was showing, showing me, Jesus knows my heart, man. It's all right. No, he, <laughs> okay. So what he was showing me was that he was being revealed that I didn't have to conceal him at all. And that, like, even in our lives, when we go to school, when we go home, when we go wherever we're going, you guys are coming here. It's easy to go, like, yeah, Jesus, wherever I go, you find me. Yeah, whoa, you know, and, You do all your whole worship thing, and you do everything, whatever. And then you're like, oh, you go to school, and you put the ninja mask on Jesus, and you try to conceal him when what Jesus actually came to do was to be revealed and to reveal the Father. So everything inside of you is not about trying to conceal God. Everything who you are, every part of you as a Christian is meant to reveal God. It's meant to reveal God jesus it's meant to be alive and and full of power in the holy spirit so he can be clearly seen and identified and i just want to declare that god is is like taking off the mask of jesus even in and through your life okay that you're going to get to friends and you're going to be like witnessing to them just through simple things just through forgiveness just through love praying for someone for healing is great do that yes But you can can have a lot of the revelation of Christ just by loving and being kind, just by preferring somebody, just by being humble, okay? And I see you guys out in your schools, out in your life, out in your every single day, which isn't happening here from 4 p.m. till 9 p.m. on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning when you're actually in this room, and Jesus is wanting to have his mask taken off through your life. Do you get that? That you are going to be living in a way that people can see Jesus through your life. That's what it is to be a Christian. To be a representation of God. Okay, cool. So those are my little prophetic um, utterances and encouragements, okay? The battle has been won. Jesus is a really cool ninja, but he also doesn't need to be concealed. And you're going to reveal him through your life. Amen? Amen. Oh, and turbocharged faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so... Now I only have three and a half minutes. So you're gonna have to give me five anyway. So, we were we're doing this whole new theme lit for real. And yeah, like for real. Yeah, I looked up the Urban Dictionary. Don't worry, Braylon, I got this. I really? Oh my gosh. Okay. See, I didn't even know this. Tell my like my nephew who I was. Ha- because we were with Katie's family all weekend for her mom's 60th birthday and all this fun stuff. We rented a house in New York and it was great. And he was just saying it constantly. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is most, un I don't even know what the, exactly. I don't know what that means. So anyway, Ben looked up the Urban Dictionary today, I should say. And it basically says, yeah, it's being intoxicated with, from any substance to the capacity. Let me see if I have it here. Oh, nope, I'm on Corinthians, sorry. (laughs) Hit me. Give me, I need more minutes now, I need more minutes now. lit up like a light drop the mic drop the mic okay so obviously obviously there is nothing nothing that the devil has created that hasn't been created first by God for good okay so intoxication that you, you can tend to think about. Some of you have seen this firsthand, some of you have experienced it firsthand. I got saved out of a life of intoxication in a negative, asp- negative connotation where I would get myself so drunk or so high that I wouldn't remember the day that I had, and I would feel so, so, so happy like I was a light bulb for about five seconds. And then I would vomit in a toilet repeatedly. And then the next t- and then get beat up by guys who, whose floors I vomited on like six weeks later, out of the blue, you just get tackled because you were that guy who threw up at a party, and you didn 't know why, and seriously, that actually happened in my life. So the reality of what i 'm saying here is that, like I just said, God the devil hasn 't invented anything that God didn 't invent first for good. Intoxication was meant to be an ecstasy that was experienced from knowing God and being known by Him. That the joy, that the chief joy of life comes from knowing God and being known by Him. And what I want to say tonight really quickly is that you and I and we all and uns, every part of us, we were all made for relationship. We were created for relationship. That is why we are here. It is what actually satisfies it. It is what's going to fill and satisfy you. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians that we are, don't you know, Paul's talking about this, he says, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Don't you know that you're actually the temple of the Holy Spirit? Now, I don't know how much of this you guys are familiar with, because temples, you know, it's not really a common thing around here. Like, we don't go to temple, you know? Maybe if you're a Messianic Jew, you might understand this a little bit. But Katie and I, we spent a little bit of time in India, and there's temples, like, every 25 feet. Like, there's a temple to the elephant, and then there's a temple to the snake, and now there's a temple over here to this thing, and there's a temple over here to that. And it's just cr- it's crazy. Dallas was there. He knows. Um, a couple other guys were in here, in here that have been there. But it's, it's wild. Temples are designed to be meeting places. Temples are designed to be meeting places. This is where the people go to meet and have an encounter, to meet and have an experience, to meet and make an exchange between them and their God. Do you realize that you are a meeting place? You are a meeting place. You are cre- were created to be a temple, an actual place of meeting between something that is divine and something that is flesh. That there's, there is a, there's a thing about you that is so supernatural. You were created for God to be manifest and, and make himself known. Wow, that is so, so awesome. So, when we become Christians, when we receive this free gift of salvation, when we ask Jesus to come and make his home in his heart, we invite him into this temple. We say, God, I want, you, I want my life to be a meeting place. I want my life to be a display for your goodness and your kindness and your glory. Then we also get to ask for something so precious, so powerful. The thing that Jesus went away so that we could have his spirit, the Holy Spirit. He said, trust me. He was talking to his disciples. This is the guy, Jesus. We're talking about the guy, the guy, the guy who walked on water, the guy who reached out and, and like took these six fish and turned them into enough food to feed 6,000 men and plus babies and children and women and all these other people that they don't talk about in there, the guy who walked up to a, a man who was kicked out and chained because he was so demon-possessed that nobody knew what to do with him, and he said, and they started talking to him. He didn't say anything. Why have you come here, Jesus, to torment us? They knew who he was instantly. And he's sitting there talking to the people that have been around him his whole life. And he goes, trust me, it's going to be better that I go away so that I can send the helper. And this is the age that we all live in. And we go, Jesus, why can't I see you? Why don't I know you? What, don't you understand that you're a meeting place? Don't you understand that it's you? Don't, this is exactly how Paul said it. Don't you know that you are a temple of God? Don't you know that you're like, you are the bullseye. <laughs> you're the target of heaven. He is coming for you. Okay, so we get, we get filled with the Spirit. The great thing about the Holy Spirit, guys, is that it's, it's not just there for power. It's not just there so that you can look cooler than somebody else. It's not just there so you can be lit, even though that's part of it even though that's part of it. That's not all what it is about. The Holy Spirit fills you as an identifier. Okay? Galatians 4, 4. I should be there. It says, basically, in the fullness of time, God sent his Son, so that we would be saved out of bondage and we would be bought with this price that he laid down his son, his, the blood of his son, so that we would be brought into, brought into this, this place of adoption. I'm just going to go there because this is crazy. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman under the law to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. And because you are sons and daughters, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Okay? There's a similar verse in Romans 8, and it says, you have not received a spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but you've received the spirit of You've received the Spirit of the Son, by whom you cry out, Abba, Father. There's these verses in the Bible that are talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. What I've realized recently was that more than for power, more than for the sake of being lit up, more than for the sake of being a sign and a wonder, that the idea of being filled with the Holy Spirit is so that you can go, I belong to God, and He belongs to me. It's an identifier. It's a thing that makes you feel like I'm at home. It makes you feel like when you come in to see God, I, I walk right through the door like I own the place because he's my father. When I come before the throne of God to ask for mercy, to ask for forgiveness, to pray, to just be with him, it should be with, with the same confidence that it talks about in Hebrews, come boldly before the throne of grace. It says in Ephesians that we have, we have so much confidence with boldness, we have access to God with confidence and boldness. You don't say that unless you've been filled with the spirit of Jesus Christ. You don't say that unless you've been adopted into the family of God. Okay? So if you if you are here and you're like, "Man, I, I need a reset." Recently, I I talked with well, I talked with Isaiah about this recently. I've been feeling so like lost and like, I just need to restart. I need something fresh. And I know that sometimes with school, like that's how we get, like there's something new happening. I need something new. I need something new. And I was feeling like I was kind of aware, you know how like sometimes you're aware that you need God, but you're also like trying to satisfy that void with something else. You're like, oh, maybe I'll just do this. I can have my time with Jesus, but maybe I'll just do this. I could go over here and and be filled with this like through like just time with worship but i think i'm just going to like do this instead and guys i was getting it was crazy i was like doing the stupidest stuff not like doing crazy sin or whatever but i was like i was telling katie like i'm trying to listen to a podcast read a book watch a youtube video all at the same time cuz i'm so empty i'm trying to fill myself up like with like all these different things at once like when in reality all i need is to get in god's face Because the Bible says that if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. That's God talking to you. You're a meeting place. If you go there, if you enter into that aspect, he's going to come. It's what he does. It's what he does. It's what he does. Okay? So as you're going back into school, guys, you're going to have all these opportunities for new relationships there's all kinds of interesting things happening like everything is new you might be in a new school you might have a new group of friends you might be in a new town you might have just moved here okay you're going to have the opportunities for all these new relationships and some of them could be good some of them could be bad but i promise you this unless you have this relationship dialed in you will not be the fullness of yourself you will not be lit. You will not be this light bulb. You will not be able to be shining in these relationships. You won't be able to be what you're called to be, which is a revelation and a representation of Jesus Christ. So what we want to do tonight is we want to pray for a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit because this is, this is like, this is the, the thing that sets us apart. This is not that we're trying to be set apart from everybody else, but this is what makes us shine. That we would be filled. Okay? This is what makes us shine, is that we would be filled. So, why don't we stand up? Mm. Mm. Thank you, God. And so we're probably going to have staff come around and just lay hands on people um, and stuff. But I just know that we need God. I I know that I need God, and I'm about as sure as I can be that you all need God too. It's not because you're far away. It's because he wants to have he wants to have you. It's because he designed you for a relationship and he wants to be like the source of life for you. He wants to be this everlasting faithful source of love towards you. Oh God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God. I'm just going to read one last verse. It's Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. That you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory and the inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? Guys, this is how you get lit. This is how you stay lit. This is how you get lit. This is how you have something that satisfies. This is how you have a relationship in your life that can be a source of life to every other relationship that you enter into. This is how you can, this is uh, like... The standard for how you can live your life and know, like, this is true, this is good, this is life by being in God's face. There's an old and well known saying that says, You become what you behold. So if you're constantly looking at something that's not life, that's not love, that's not grace, that's not forgiveness, you're going to represent that, you're going to represent it. But if you're beholding the face of God, if you're in His presence, if you're seeking Him, if you are acting out your, your natural calling to be a meeting place, if you're drawing near to Him and being filled by Him, then you will become this light. You'll become this representation of that face, of that goodness, of that kindness. You'll be the best friends be the best husbands you'll be the best wives you'll be the best business leaders you'll be the best athletes you'll be the best team captains you'll be the best of the best of the best because you'll be shining with a light that can never be put out you'll be shining with a love that's limitless you'll be totally filled with the spirit of a son that says abba father to a god in heaven who can't be shaken can't be taken away and can't be put put off the throne So if that's where your identity is, if that's where everything you are is wrapped up inside, you can't be moved by any circumstance, any situation. Okay? So that's what we're praying for tonight. We're praying for an identification. We're praying for the spirit that would jump out of my spirit, out of my soul, out of my body, out of my being that would say, God, you're mine and I'm yours. God, you're mine and I'm yours. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yeah, so go there right now. Be what you were called to be. Be a meeting place. In your heart, I just want you to ask Holy Spirit to come and fill you up. Fill you up. Fill us up, God. Fill us up. And staff, if you want to go around and lay hands on students, that would be great, but... God, we ask that you would come right now. It doesn't have to be, it, it can be whatever it has to be. If you need power, God will fill you with power. If you need grace, he'll fill you with grace. If you need forgiveness, guys, let the power of sonship, let the power of belonging wreck every boundary, every boundary that your heart's put up because you think you're not good enough. Are you kidding me? God's spirit is way bigger than that you have not received a spirit of bondage again there's no there's no boundary there is no bond there is no thing there's no shackle that can separate you from his love yeah god we want to behold you we want to see your face we want to know you as you are uh, and students, why don't why don't you guys pray with each other, too? Yeah, you can ask the Holy Spirit to come, fill you every need that you have. Ask Him to fill you. Say, God, I want to be lit. I want to be lit. I want to shine with your goodness. I want to be totally satisfied. Fully, fully, fully satisfied. Fully satisfied. So we thank, you. we thank you, Lord. God, I pray that you would be, you'd be so evident in each of these lives, God, each of our lives, that you'd be so shining in and through us, God, that people would totally experience and know you through our lives. God, I thank you for winning the battle on our behalf. Thank you for fighting the fight for us. God, I pray that we would, we would represent you wherever we go. We want to be a meeting place, God. We want to be a meeting place. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.